boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us once again on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News uh, Today. Here's some of the headlines I'm following. Anyway, I'm following the, the Eddie Hearn, Dillian uh, White potential purse if there's no agreement made. As, and as far as I know, there's no agreement. So I'll go over a few details in a moment. Uh, we're wondering whether Demetrius Andrade made the right decision uh, moving up to 168. Uh, we're following the Canelo Alvarez story and the offer made by Eddie Hearn the other day. I saw an interesting headline. Uh, Keith Thurman, who I'll discuss later on, uh, defending his 74.95 ticket price for the Barrios uh, pay-per-view card. Um, among the other things that we're following as well, the Lawrence Akoli, uh, Michael Zislak uh, fight upcoming. Uh, the other, you know, we'll go through the news of the day, but uh, it's interesting to see the Makubo Machuno fight and the Brian Gidry heavyweight fight that's coming up this Saturday. Uh, I think Makubo would probably want to crack at Canelo Alvarez. Anyway, let's uh, let's get on to the news of the day. As I said. Um, something interesting, uh, you know, whether or not uh, Fury and uh, White's camps can come to an agreement. If they've not come to agreement, it's uh, per the WBC, it's going to a, a bidding war. And I just thought you might be interested in uh, how the division of proceeds actually weighs out for the actual boxers themselves. According to Article 2.16, division of proceeds in a purse offer. The net purse offer after deduction of all sanctioned fees payable to the WBC hereunder shall be divided as follows. A. First, 10% of the total shall be set aside as a bonus for the winner of the contest. Then, of the remainder, B. 70% of the remaining 90% shall be for the champion and 30% of the remaining 90% shall be for the challenger. Entitled bouts and C. 50% of the remaining 90% to each contender in the case of vacant titles or elimination bouts provided, however, that the WBC Board of Governors may, by majority vote, authorize a modification of the division of purse offer proceeds between boxers in a purse offer in particular cases, such as consideration of a standing marketing value of one of the boxers, as the WBC shall determine it its sole discretion. Now, this is interesting only because um, Tyson Fury himself has come out and said he'll basically annihilate uh, Dillian White. So I think some agreement has been made, but I can't see any confirmation across the news wires. Let's go on to the big news of the day, though. Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano ready to make history in New York on April 30th. Uh, recently announced this is fantastic news for women boxers and boxing in general. Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano are set to make history in an epic battle for Taylor's undisputed lightweight title at Madison Square Garden in New York on Saturday, April 30th. And that will be shown live worldwide on zone. Years in the making, the biggest fight ever in women's boxing between the pound for pound number one and number two fighters of the world is one that will not only make boxing history, but women's sports history. Madison Square Garden has hosted thousands of fights through its illustrious years, beginning more than a century ago on July 17, 1882. Now, 140 years later, this matchup finally marks the very first time two female fighters are headlining a combat sports event at the world's most famous arena. Irish icon Taylor, who's 20 and 0 with six knockouts, puts all the lightweight belts on the line for the sixth time since winning them in June 2019 in a war with Delphine Persoon and seeing off the Belgian in a rematch in England before repelling the challenges of Miriam Gutierrez, Natasha Jonas, Jennifer Juan, and Frizo Sharapova. 
And there's added spice to the fight as Taylor holds a win over Amanda's sister, Cindy, in Boston back in October 2018. Puerto Rican sensation Serrano, who's now 42-1-1 with 30 knockouts, already has an unrivaled legacy in the sport as a seven-weight world champion. The Brooklyn-based champion enters the momentous bout in sparkling form after knocking out Daniela Bermudez last March, dominating Yamada Mercado in August, and overpowering Miriam Gutierrez in two separate cards, co-starring Jake Paul. Amanda was the 2021 Female Fighter of the Year for DAZN, ESPN, and WBC, among others. Says uh, Katie Taylor, this is a fight I've won for a long, long time, and I'm just excited for it to finally take place because these are the kinds of fights I'm in the sport for. People have been talking about this fight for years, and there have been times I wondered if it was ever going to happen. So I'm very grateful to Eddie Hearn, everyone at Matchroom, DAZN, and Madison Square Garden for getting it over the line. Good for her. Good for them. All right. Elsewhere, we see that Natasha Jonas and uh, Yui Pietkowska are going to go toe-to-toe for the WBO world title on February 19th. The already packed undercard for boxer Khan versus Brooke solidified its heavyweight status today with the announcement of three further key fights added to the top lineup for Saturday, February 19th, to take place at the AO Arena in Manchester, which will be shown live on Skybox. The card's contingent of Olympians now doubles with the addition of Liverpool sensation and Natasha Miss GB Jonas, who blazed the trail for women's boxing in 2012 when she became the first British female to box for Britain at the Olympics. The vacant WBO female World Super Welterweight Championship held until recently by Savannah Marshall's arch-rival Clarissa Shields, will be on the line when Jonas, the former WBA International Super Featherweight Champion, faces two-time WBC Female World Super Welterweight Champion, Iwa Pietkowska. With more than half of Jonas' wins coming by way of stoppage and Polish phenom Pietkowska having ended a quarter of her bouts early, the judges may not be needed when the two world, cont- world title contenders meet in the middle of the ring next month in Manchester. Having made history twice, first as the first ever female boxer to compete for Team GB, and then three years later as Britain's first female boxer at the 2012 Olympics, Jonas' ferocious fighting style made her a fan a firm fan favorite when she eventually crossed over to the professional ranks. As a professional, she has twice challenged for world titles, receiving a controversial draw decision against WBC and IBO champion Terry Harper in 2020 and taking bitter rival Katie Taylor to the distance in 2021. Third time will be the charm when Jonas enters the ring next month. Elsewhere, we see that Francis Hogan is going toe-to-toe against Vincent Floyd at Mosley on the Charles in Dedham, Massachusetts. Undefeated prospect Francis, the Frank the Tank Hogan, as he's known as, 9-0, nine knockouts, will be in the ring February 12th on a mission to extend his perfect record versus Vincent Floyd, who's 4-11-2 with two knockouts, in an eight-round eight special welterweight attraction on the St. Valentine's Day's Massacre card, presented by Vertex Promotion, as I said, at Mosley's on the Charles in Dedham, Massachusetts, USA. Said Hogan, the streak is very important for me. I don't look at it as going 10 for 10. I don't think I need to knock out my opponent as quickly as possible. I don't go out there looking for a knockout unless I set up an opponent and hurt him. Through the fight, I get better and better. I know I can take out a lot of fighters because I know how to hit hard. My, my left is my best punch. I knock out guys with my jab, but I've knocked out guys with my right hook too. I go into the ring knowing I'm going to take the heart uh, and I will and will away from who I'm fighting. Everybody is looking at me 
they know I'm the real deal and how I and how hard I hit. Some come with the will to win, but once I hit them, they just run and hold or I put them to sleep. <laughs> Fair enough. Well done, Mr. Hogan. We look forward to your fight. Elsewhere, at Star Casino on the Gold Coast, down uh, down under, Vargas Larfield is going toe-to-toe -to -toe against Luke Martin. Rising Australian standout, Vargas Larfield, will contest his first professional titles as the highly rated super bantamweight gets set to battle Luke Martin over 10 rounds for the ANBF Australian and Australasian featherweight titles. This will be Larfield's fifth outing as a professional, and the Brisbane banger discussed his first professional title bout, Larfield said. I'm so excited for my first professional title fight, and I want to thank my team of Phil Murphy and Tony Choles for getting me this, the opportunity to win my first belt as a pro in my fifth fight. It's really big for me to kick on with my career. If you want to read more, please go to the boxing247.com website and take a look at that fantastic interview with him. Elsewhere, uh, set to go toe-to-toe -to -toe in Kyoto, Japan, Asamichi Yabuki versus Kenshiro Tiraja. Let's have a quick look here. On March 19th, newly crowned WBC light flyweight champion Masamichi Yabuki is 13 and 3 with 12 knockouts and 29 years of age. will face former champion Kenshiro Taraji, who's 18 and 1 with 10 knockouts, and he's age 30. And they'll fight in Kyoto, Japan, as I said, on March 13th. On September 22nd in Kyoto, Taraji will be thrown by a 10th round TKO by Yabuki failing in his ninth defense of his WBC light playweight title and losing his undefeated record in professional boxing. At a press conference where both warriors promised victory, the match was confirmed. I am determined to enter the ring with more desire and with the intention of taking revenge against Shibuki for my honor. I'm going to get my belt back, Taraji vowed. And the champion commented, the rematch is a great opportunity to show that I'm the true champion. The day of the fighting, we'll see a war and I'll emerge with my arm raised. Elsewhere, <coughs> excuse me. Elsewhere, we see that Nico Ali Walsh is back in the ring facing Jeremiah Yeager. That'll take place at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on January 29th. That's coming up this weekend. Top ranks surging middleweight prospect Nico Ali Walsh, who's three and zero with two knockouts, the grandson of Muhammad Ali, will now have a new head coach guiding his corner when he steps into the ring this Saturday, January 29th, against Jeremiah Yeager, who's one one and one with one knockout. Former heavyweight boxer and Joe Frazier protege, Richard T. Sloan, will now serve as chief cornerman for Nico Ali Walsh. Walsh's next bout is promoted by Top Rank and will air live on ESPN Plus from the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, as I said, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Working with Sloan is a blessing to my career, said Nico Ali Walsh. Most people recognize Rich Sloan as the world's greatest boxing artist, but I've known him for many years. I know his extensive background working with Joe Frazier and Emmanuel Stewart as a professional boxing trainer. Together, we'll do great things. And again, for more information and uh, quotes, please go to the Boxing 247 website for the full story. So here's some more quotes coming out of the Keith, Term Keith Thurman training camp ahead of his battle against Mario Barrios. Remember, it was Keith Thurman who defended his uh, ticket price. Uh, that I mentioned at the outset of the show. Taking place at the Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino on February 5th, former unified welterweight champion Keith one-time Thurman discussed his return to the ring and much ahead of his showdown against former super lightweight champion Mario L.S. Taca Barrios. Taking place, as I said, 
on a Fox uh, Sports uh, PBC pay-per-view main event. Uh, and that will take place actually at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time or 6 p.m. Pacific time. And also features four division champion Leo El Terminato Santa Cruz uh, dueling Keenan Bedo Carbajal in a co-main event of a four-fight lineup. Tickets are already on sale. And then here's what uh, Keith Thurman had to say about his training camp. This training camp, we started strength, we started strength training early. Fighters have to focus on cardio at the end of the camps and lay off the weights. But we wanted to establish power early in the camp and we were able to do just that. The diet is always a focus. Our Pacquiao camp was really strict from the beginning as I had big demand on my body to pull off 35 pounds before the fight for this camp. We started at a 25 pound marker. And while the diet was important, the pull and taxation on my body has been gentler. My dedication to my diet has been tremendous and I've been seeing the benefits for weeks. When asked about uh, his delay to the ring post his 2019 surgery, he answered, I wanted to get back into the ring in 2020, but I was in a pickle. I was offered to get back fight in studio with no fans. Coming off the Pacquiao fight, it just didn't excite me to come back without fans. I love my fans. I love the sport of boxing. I could have done it for the activity. And perhaps in retrospect, it would have been good to go back into the ring. But while the activity would have been good, the excitement wasn't appealing. I was financially stable, didn't need the money, and desired to make meaningful performances and meaningful fights in the welterweight division. 2022, therefore, has presented more opportunities to me and my career. At 33, I'm young, willing, and able, and it's time to get back. So why do you say yes to Mario Barrios, you might ask? Well, he answers, Mario Barrios had the best record out of the small handful of fighters presented to me. He had an exciting performance against Tank Davis, and it just seemed like it'd be a great challenge for both of us. We're two fighters who are exciting in the world of boxing, talented, and coming off the first career losses. It might not, be sound, it might not sound exciting at first, but if you understand what it is to have a competitive mindset, you know both of us will demand greatness out of ourselves. And uh, final news item of the day, Olympic champion Dalal Yafai has signed a promotional deal with Matchroom. Tokyo 2020 Olympic champion Dalal Yafai, MBE, has signed a long-term promotional deal with Eddie Hearn's Matchroom Boxing and will make his highly anticipated professional debut on the Lawrence Acoli versus Michael Sislak WBO Cruiserweight World Title Show at the O2 Arena in London on set Sunday, February 27th. And that will be shown on the uh, zone, excluding New Zealand and Australia. Birmingham's Yafai fulfilled his long, long, lifelong dream and became Olympic champion as he brilliantly won Team GB's first boxing gold of Tokyo 2020, impressively outpointing the Philippines' Carlo Palam to secure gold in the flyweight division, Britain's 19th gold medal of the Games. Yafai comes from a proud boxing family, with old brothers Cal and Gamal having successful careers in the professional ranks after beginning as amateurs. 28 uh, Olympian Cal won a European silver medal, medal in 2010 before turning pro and winning a WBA super flyweight title in 2016, and Kamal uh, winning Commonwealth and European titles as well. The goal now is to win a world title, says Yafai. I know there's not many who have won Olympic gold and then a world title, so hopefully I can add my name to that list. There's been some great current world champions out there in the minute. I'm not going to call out any names, but my time will come. I set my sight on being at the very top. I've boxed all over the world with Team GB. It's made me into a better fighter, no doubt. I've fought and sparred with many styles, which will stand me in good stead as a pro in the pro game. 
eyes will be on me as a pro, but I thrive on the pressure, and it's a really exciting time to be entering this new chapter of my career. I remember standing on the podium with the national anthem playing with a medal around my neck. It was such, it's such a surreal moment. I enjoyed my time in Tokyo, and now I'm ready for the next step. Matchroom are the biggest promotional company in the world. I've known Eddie for years, obviously with all the shows with my brothers, so it's best fit for me to become a world champion. So good luck to him. All right. Thank you for joining me, boxing fans. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And uh, hit that notification bell, and I'll see you later uh, with Mike Orr at 4 for Knuckle Up.